0: friends and welcome back to the wrestling podcast that's wrestling Spot. w-r-s-t-l-i-n-g it's all of the graps but without the e but of course me and g we're not anti e we are simply pro wrestling my name is liam this guy is gareth hello <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> and we've got our we got our second interview in conjunction with the Renegades Wrestling GCW tour which is coming up in Australia and it's going to be on Fight TV uh really pumped up because we've been able to speak to two wrestlers that we've had on our on our list for a while now so we spoke to Emmon last week and now uh, this week we get to speak to another one of the scenes real rising stars you know someone on a real hot streak and that is uh first class that's Asia And uh, Asia has been featured on NWA this year On Impact when they both uh, dipped into Australia And on top of that is also becoming a massive name On the domestic scene as well Um, Holding belts, you know, in Deathmatch Down Under previously But now in Renegades of Wrestling indeed So yeah, really excited about this one, G
1: Yeah, one really on the up But you know, uh, another one that has come through the scene After I left the country, rude (laughs) it's it's just amazing a lot of the top Australian talent got all swept up all at once a few years back and you know it's amazing the great new people that have you know risen to the task to fill those spaces and I definitely think Emin and now Aisha are two of those people that have, have filled those those gaps and I think are going to be can go on and do basically whatever they want in the industry.
0: Yeah absolutely yeah the, the sky's the limit truly and this is really exciting as well because um Asia's got some massive matches coming up on this tour. I'm particularly excited for the match uh versus Makito. Yeah. You know, we, we don't need to talk too long about how much we all like Makita. She's fantastic and uh, as um Asia will get to when we we Bring it up. There's a fun little dynamic to be had there as well. So really pumped yeah. up for that. So you know, if this if you haven't had a tr- an opportunity to see Asia's work, I know a lot of our listeners are probably more familiar with the Japanese scene. This is probably a good jumping on point because the match of Ito is going to be a really good one, and it give you a chance to see exactly what first class means.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be a, a you know a real coming out party, so to speak, for a lot of these Australian talents getting to ma- mix it up with people that are maybe much more household names for our listeners. Um, yeah, like I think these shows are going to be really good just to kind of get you on board with some of these great, great Australian talent.
0: 100%. All right, well, without any further ado, let's get into it. It's the Wrestling Podcast meets First Class Asia. Well, here we go, folks, our second interview uh, in relation to the crossover tour between Renegades of Wrestling and GCW. We're welcoming first-class Asia to the podcast. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Not at all. We're pumped up for this one. Um, We had a really good time uh, chatting with your ambush teammate, uh, Emon, and uh, now really looking forward to getting into this one. So I I suppose just for any fans that haven't had an opportunity to see you wrestle yet, Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what's your origin story? How did you get involved and and bring us up to this point, please?
2: Yeah. So just like most people that got into this, a fan growing up, I guess my first first time I ever saw wrestling was in 2009. I was at um, Supernova, which is like a Comic-Con convention. And they had, yeah, they had wrestling set up. Um, And I'd never seen wrestling ever before, so I just saw The Ring. Um, Growing up, I was, like, a bit of a tomboy, so, like, anything, like, sporty or, like, combat was intriguing to me. So when I saw The Ring, I was like, Dad, like, my dad brought me. I was like, Dad, what is this? And it's like, oh, it's wrestling. And then um, all the wrestlers came out, and I was, yeah, I was just blown away. It was like, uh, what um, is this?
0: Do you remember who you saw?
2: I don't. And I would like to know because I'm sure there's people who I share the locker room, like, yeah. with now. Like, I, I really do wonder, but I would know. Like, I don't know if anyone remembers <laughs> far back if they worked those shows. But, yeah, I think the week after I saw SmackDown on my TV, I'm like, oh, wait, this is, like, actually, like, a thing. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just became obsessed, watched it every week. Eventually, started going to Australian local shows so mm. I'd go to like PCW MCW all that um and even I'd continue to see like wrestling pop on those mm. types of events like I I saw uh Peyton Royce or cassie Lee like on those events before she got signed oh,
1: wow. um
2: and yeah and then I think what sparked me to actually like pursue is like it's when you're in Australia you're just like how do you even like get the how do you even get started like I do knows that these like shows were happening locally, but I'm like, can you even make it as an Australian? Mm. But then of course seeing Emma um on NXT and Buddy Murphy as well. And then looking that they actually are from Melbourne mm. and started at PCW, which is where I started training, um, and realized it was only like 20 minutes from my house. So, so yeah, when I saw that, I think I was around 14 and then I saw like you had to be 16 to sign up. So the moment I turned 16, which is ridiculously young. Um I just signed up and started off then yeah mm-hmm. just been wrestling ever since um yeah and pretty much here i am like seven years later
0: it's amazing that's amazing and did you when did you make your debut your pro debut
2: um that's same so i started 2016 january it was like mm-hmm. a news resolution and then i debuted September just before I turned 17. So I got to get that one in while I was still, yeah, at that age. (laughs) Oh
0: amazing. So jealous. (laughs) What's your what's your memory of that?
2: I felt I was ready, like I was training like crazy. Like I was obsessed with it.
0: Hmm.
2: Um so I was training like crazy. And by the time like it came, like I I just felt ready. And yeah, of course, like um Natasha Webb, but she's now Natasha Valentine, who I had, um, yeah, she really helped me and yeah, I was just pumped. Like, that's the only time in wrestling that I wasn't nervous before a match. Now every oh, really? match since, I, I'm i like nervous, which is weird. I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, I felt ready. And I guess because I was younger, you're just like, you feel invincible at that age as yeah, you get yeah. older. I think less of that
0: um, comes. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh, man, that's, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm always intrigued to know how people found training. So I did a bit of it, and it's, it's just yeah. so hard. It's so, so yeah, hard. Yeah, it is and tough, yeah. W- what did you... Were there any bits that you found easier or bits that you found particularly hard?
2: Um, I found I guess like the athletic side or like, yeah. I was pretty athletic as a kid. Like I tried all different mm. like sports. I tried everything. Um, tennis was my main one so my cardio was pretty good then interesting um, okay. yeah and I did try like a couple martial arts and like dad like did martial arts as a kid so he used to teach me how to do like judo rolls and stuff so the oh, rolls yeah. was like the easiest thing for me to do okay the only thing is like I wasn't good at doing flips so doing a flip bump took me forever to nail down <laughs> Um, and yes I guess like it was that train but then yeah promos was the hardest thing because mm. when yeah when I was Still now, like, I'm a completely, like, shy person in real life and stuff like that. So that was always the hardest part. But the athletic side, the wrestling part, came very natural for me.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Oh, we were reading this there's a cracking interview you did earlier this year from um, pwdownunder.com which is if yeah. you if you want to get into the Aussie scene I recommend it it's very very good and I re- I read that you like during COVID time with lockdown you actually you said you enjoyed the training kind of over yeah. zoom or have you yeah. Can you just talk us through that a little bit please
2: yeah um like I said promos was a struggle for me um especially because the way like promo class kind of structured is like that tell you to do a promo and now go just like Off the bat, like kind of off the fly. And I just can't come up with something just like off the top of my head. Sure. Um, but then these Zoom classes were different because um there would be like a post in our like Facebook school, um, school group chat or whatever, being like, hey, this is cut a promo on this, these are the topics, whatever. Mm -hmm. Film it, send it through, and we'll review it during the class. So that was a more, much more comfortable environment for me. So before that, like I wasn't going to promo classes at all, but that I was there every week sending in promos, trying to come up with this character, especially we went like on and off in lockdowns for like two years. So I had to Mm -hmm. do something. If I couldn't do wrestling, then now's the time to actually work on this. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's, it definitely helped because it's now what it's, it was the start of what I am today, I guess.
1: Absolutely. I know just how serious lockdown was in, in Melbourne yeah for you guys like you know we thought we had it rough over here but what was it like you could go you couldn't go further than like like 5k from your home I think five
2: kilometers only one or two hours of exercise like yeah it was 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 like you couldn't you couldn't yeah, couldn't yeah go you
1: couldn't fill out. Yeah, just because we've broached on that subject. What did you do personally? Like what kept you sane during all that?
2: Um, honestly, I was still studying, so I was in uni. Oh no, and way. this was actually yeah, this was actually a time that my grades got a lot better because it was all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all I could focus on because before that I had to juggle like a part-time job, wrestling, uni, gym. Mm. So it was really hard. But because I had lockdown, I was like up like from nine to like before I got to sleep, just constantly studying, doing my classes and all that. Yeah. Um, that's really what kept me
1: sane. Oh, amazing. And you all graduated now? Yeah, I'm all graduated Congratulations. Yes. So and what, what did you
0: study?
2: I studied a Bachelor of Business, majored in Information Systems.
0: Amazing. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it, that's not a million miles away. You can see the first-class character having that exactly. sort of background. Yeah, yeah, it works yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. As well. It's so interesting talking about the promo class, because I, I had a, an acting background and... Mm-hmm. The The way I hear, like, most on well, my memory of promo class as well is that, as you described, you're kind of given a few bullet points and it's like, right, focus on this. And in acting class, you know, it was always, when I was starting, it was always the absolute opposite. So it's almost don't worry about what you're saying, but just what are you feeling? What's the intention or what have you? And it sort yeah. of feels like sometimes with wrestling, that bit comes after, you know, it's almost the delivery first and then the emotional yeah. bit comes second sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a mad one. I wonder if one day that will that will become more refined. Like you, you could make an argument for getting you know, acting coaches in as like a proper part of the training syllabus, almost.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just a matter of like ha- getting someone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely think it's something that should happen. Like because over here, you know, acting is oh sorry, wrestling is now I think part of the equity. Is covered by equity, like the oh. big acting um, uh, body over here. So I wonder yeah. if that will start to integrate a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting. The more people we speak to and we're kind of hearing about how that side of the industry is developed or what have you, I just wonder if there's a bit of a an opening there for some some thespians out of work to go in and uh... yeah that,
2: that's that's actually definitely interesting yeah like I'm sure like probably like obviously like WWE they probably maybe have something like that but mm. yeah it'd be interesting to bring that in like independence as well yeah
1: you know just for our, our listeners that maybe haven't seen you in in action how would you describe yourself as a character
2: I guess like with like I kind of have like a backstory with her so she's someone that's like over ambitious she's like an overachiever and like I said like I, um, like I went to uni, like I have an education, like it's not just wrestling. Like I have all these like things going on in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm all set up and like all these like different business ventures and all that. And like wrestling is just like one business venture, like another thing for my character to excel in. And like, she's in there to like, um, to, yeah, to build her brand, to build her image. Um, and yeah, she's first class. She's worked her way to have this luxurious lifestyle, so she likes to show it off, which is why she comes out with a champagne bottle and she literally hits people over the head to give them a taste of it.
1: So. That's so good. I like
0: that a, <laughs> there's a There's a lot of champagne bottles that end up broken in your matches. I'm just yes. like, I'm wondering who fits the bill for this. Is this Renegades or is this like, does it, Asia just have like a, a never-ending stock of
2: <laughs> that's uh that's a secret
1: <laughs> you need to do a bit of uh gimmick infringement and start selling your own branded uh bubbly <laughs> yeah
0: one thing i've noticed about your your stuff is that when you it's not just the promos but when you do you know the entrance or everything it's so refined now like your are sort of mm. your character is like part of your physicality now you know the yeah the way you're doing that how long did that take to because you can I imagine you can only get so far practicing like, uh, you know, on your own. Like, How how long do you think it took to get that down where you're doing it in front of a live audience and feeling like you're fully inhabiting that?
2: Like I would still say it's like a work in progress, but it's obviously something I work really hard. Like I said, I'm like quite shy, so it doesn't come na- like it doesn't come naturally. So I work extra hard on it, especially early this year. I did go to America and train at flatbacks and got um, coached by Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze huge like characters mm. so just getting to learn from them about how they put the characters together and it was a struggle for me at like for some reason I feel like shows is easier for me to get out of my shell than at training I
0: totally um so that. yeah
2: yeah so when I was a trainer, it was actually kind of hard for me but they kept harping on about me and be like think about this think about that what are you gonna do at this point of the match what do you do when you walk out for your entrance so I even just got, like, I have a notebook for wrestling, but now I have a notebook for characters and writing stuff, like, my, what my character would say, what mm. she would, like, do in, like, certain moments of the match. Even, mm. like, I saw match, she might say this. And then when she's, like, working heat on someone, she'll start saying these things to her opponent or whatever like that. Um, yeah, it's just because I put the extra work and it's in my mind and I'm writing it down. Um, yeah, it all comes out yes. on those shows. Yeah.
0: They must be two really good people to to learn from so i think yeah. sean spears is one of the most underrated talkers in wrestling like, yeah he no he's great there, he's so Fantastic. so good and obviously yeah. you know tyler breeze with you know, his, his entrance and things like that is just is exactly what you want it to be like he's so yeah. big like, yeah what was what were the main differences in you know, training at flatback to what you had done previously
2: i guess like it did start from like the very basics like i was probably the only two or three people out of like i think a class of 10 to 12 that had previous experience everyone's doing it for the very first time so it was kind of starting from scratch Mm -hmm. um and it was a lot of like unlearning like kind of like bad habits or like learning ways that like this is how WWE teaches if you get a tryout you should do these things and you'll get like a a tick against your name and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um yeah it's just learning that way um and yeah the resources was great like day one we had Xavier woods down and we could just ask him anything we trained with the guns um we had um one of the writers of nxt who used to write for raw and smackdown being able to ask him so there was there was the training there was the resources Mm. um there was being able to talk to um spears and breeze ask you can ask them anything they had a list of their matches and they got us like in our spare time we can watch any of them and then come to them after class and like ask some questions about how they put together a match. Why do they do this? Why do they do that? Wow. Um yeah. It was <laughs> it was just incredible.
0: That sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And was it how long were you out there for?
2: Um it was a eight week course
0: yeah gosh
1: how did you find being out in the states for uh for eight weeks i'm actually just getting ready to move over there i'm getting married and moving to ah, to, to new orleans congrats. and thank you very much and so you know I've, I've never spent quite as long as that in one go out there
2: yeah um it wasn't my first time in america i i mean the last time i went there, i was like five going to disneyland but it was interesting to go there um later as an adult it was also like my first time traveling by myself yeah. Yeah. um and like even like living our home and all that so it was like definitely interesting like the different cultures as well yeah. um yeah it was yeah it was just like it was weird not weird, but it was interesting, like, observing, like, the differences in how they, like, operate over there. Yeah, um, tipping right? was a very weird thing yeah, for me. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> yes. Especially just because, basically, Australia, I don't know if you know this, name, No, basically no tipping in Australia at all. No.
2: None it's whatsoever. Not at all, yeah. Like,
1: for, for nothing, because the, like, yeah. the standard rate of pay is kind of so much, like, higher than, like, here or America.
2: Yeah. I had to, like, ask, I was... um. With some wrestlers that previously trained at flatbacks, and I had to ask them how to write a bill because I had like no idea. Normally, I just tap my card and go.
1: <laughs> you have to get good at maths, oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time you go to check out somewhere, and like the, the price on you know, if you go into a shop, the price on the uh, on the shelf isn't necessarily what you pay at the counter, and like because tax isn't included, and there's all these weird, weird things, yeah, oh,
2: it's, wow. yeah, all these like weird. Things that like i just had to learn while i was there but yeah mm. I had a good time it was definitely like a good like life experience being over there
0: there's a bit of a parallel with you and, and emma in that regard isn't it because she went and trained at was it Lance Storms i think uh, academy
2: um land oh wait sorry Emma i think he's emma Emma,
0: teneal yeah teneal excuse me
2: oh yeah teneal yeah 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 she yeah she trained over there yeah
0: getting that north american experience and i imagine it's pretty good for like building contacts and things like that
2: exactly yeah like again like people who i trained with the people Mm. i could like see um and even yeah i got in touch with um some guys that previously trained at flatbacks because there was a gabe sapolsky i was in orlando it's yep. a Gabe Sapolsky seminar in Tampa. And I had, Ooh. I, I, um, what is it? I booked it, but I had no idea how I was going to get there because it's like two hours away. But and there's no luckily, public
1: transport.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, luckily, oh, Harley Cameron, um, she trains there and knew these guys, um, that were going to go over there. So I got to oh, go great. and ride with them. And those guys, like, get a lot of like, um, W extra work or AEW work. Mm. So they're great connections to have.
1: Oh, and amazing. Wonderful. Do you attribute, perhaps this experience with you know recently you were heavily featured with nwa and on Impact's tour of australia do you think having had that experience was beneficial to getting you on those on those cards
2: yeah definitely like having um that train under my belt having sean spears and Breeze like as names on my resume as well Mm -hmm. um and yeah um because i was learning at such a high level and like getting more refined i definitely like came out there really well and like prepared more for those um, yeah for those companies Um, and it was like as well like I was able to like uh, talk to a couple about my experience in America like oh I just recently went and like it was just a good um, like it was a good topic to like start like
0: talking to someone. Yeah 100% and it, it's great to see so many of these American companies come into Australia now and you know because you've got a nice little pins are really where the Australian scene is really popping off but you've also got you know international companies going to Australia I mean as an Australian wrestler that must give you a lot of optimism for the future
2: yeah definitely um and it just particularly for me it just felt really weird that I just like had this American trip and then I suddenly got to work with all these American companies <laughs> yeah. um yeah it was really cool um yeah even So before I went to America, I, I'm not like a big, like person that manifests, but I did something where I like wrote like, like a year from now, and this will will probably come up to like soon of where i put a year and a lot of the stuff I wrote, it wasn't particularly saying impact or MWA, but just a lot of stuff I wrote has Mm -hmm. kind of come true. So it's just been like a weird, like experience. Um, and yeah, definitely has me like optimistic, like for the future and like opportunities like, um, can come even further.
1: And perhaps there times the charm with GCW coming up as well. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would really top it off.
0: So if you were to I mean, this feels like a, a question for the end, but since you brought it up, if you were to write a new list now for you know the next year ahead, what would you what would you have in mind to try and tackle?
2: Um well, definitely like my next plan. So like I went to America, I did wrestle there, but I was supposed to train at the same time. So I felt that I wasn't able to take as much bookings as I could have. Mm-hmm. So I guess in like next list is to go to America again and mm-hmm. like really fill up those bookings. Um in the future, I like I haven't had like a child or anything like that. So that would definitely be something like I'm I'm getting towards like I'm 23 now, getting towards 25. So I feel like that's something that shouldn't be so like far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just things. Like that and obviously like having those opportunities with MWA and Impact it's and even as well Sean Spears will always harp on about like you you're not as like you're closer than you think you are with these um kinds of like opportunities or being able to get get there so yeah those are like kinds of things.
1: Absolutely it, it feels very much like you are on people outside of Australia's radar for, yeah. for certain and then I think about the halfway point in these shows We like to uh, ask some sillier questions, some non-wrestling stuff just to to get to know you a little bit better, you know, just (laughs) because with these things, it's usually all wrestling. And so we like to just take a little break from that. So the most important, the the first question and the most important one, what is your favorite pizza topping?
2: Uh, Pineapple.
0: Wow. Three in a row. Three in a row. You're the first, best oh, we... in a row to say this. I
2: feel like it's not. It's no longer like a controversy. I feel like more people like actually do like it. I don't people know. Are it. Adds that it. sweetness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just a weird wrestler. You know, wrestlers like need it for some reason. They need that sweetness. Yeah, we in need their that lives. like yeah. sugar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! And then uh, uh, I asked Emin as well, just because you know you're based in Australia. How do you feel about Aussie pizza, the egg on pizza? I
2: like it. I can get around with it. It's not like my go-to but I I can get around yeah. like I, I I feel like eggs like add something to like me I was like I love putting like eggs with like like noodles or something or oh, like yeah. ramen
1: a, a, a couple of hard-boiled eggs you know in a, in a ramen yeah. Mm. yeah yeah and then staying on the topic of food what are your go-to snacks uh from like a convenience store like 7-Eleven
2: um I mean I always get like a energy drink like a bee um, it's like a watermelon flavor that I tend to get. Mm-hmm. Um you normally get I think last time I got was like because I think the macros were good in it. I think it was like cheese, um, salami and yep. crackers or something like that. Yeah. And I'll grab like a protein bar.
1: Yeah. That's I mean that's very good, you know, when there's all the all the like tasty treats there and you're just like I, I oh, definitely no, look be at be them. Yeah. I look
2: at them, but I walk away. <laughs>
0: I like how protein and then it, doesn't help when the, the yeah. it doesn't
2: help when the the person serving me is always asking me if I want chocolates. Oh, and yeah. I actually just like, no, no.
0: Yeah. Have you seen these here? They're half price. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean
1: yeah. <laughs> from kind of living Melbourne adjacent for a year as well. I know much like I know how much like great food and drink and stuff there is there as well. So it must be mm. it must be a challenge to kind of yeah. stay on yeah, stay on your macros and the like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do treat myself. Like I'm a big foodie, but yeah, most of the time I try to stay at it.
0: Absolutely. And uh are you a karaoke fan at all? And if so, what's your song?
2: I'm Filipino, of course I am. <laughs> 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 um Ash, but saying that, I haven't done karaoke in a while. Um, this is a weird one, but as when I was a kid, I don't know why, but I used to always like um sing You Break Your Heart by um the name billy ray Cyrus. Absolutely. i don't know i don't know why that was a song but that was the song i went to as a kid
0: that's a cracking right. choice yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> that's going straight on the uh the spotify playlist of all of our uh karaoke songs <laughs> from guests
0: <laughs> oh what a winner that is yeah fantastic <laughs> <laughs> And um, do you have any other hobbies outside of wrestling or interests outside of wrestling?
2: I mean, it goes along with wrestling, but gym. But, like, I know sometimes, like, people feel like they have to go to the gym because of wrestling, but I actually enjoy it. Um, I like exploring, like, new places. Like, me and my partner, we wrestled um, at a place that was um, for Gippsland Pro Wrestling, which is kind of, like, in a country town. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there for, like, the night um, so that we could, like, explore some parks around there. Oh, amazing um yeah i, I just like going on holidays yeah. and stuff like that when you're first class you like to fly around <laughs> um and i don't do it as much but i used to really play a lot of big video games growing up so i don't do it as much anymore but yeah i'll, I, I'll jump on call of duty a couple of times throughout the um
1: throughout the months <laughs> amazing yeah that must be sort of one of the benefits of when you get those like regional town bookings it's like oh I can go up into like the blue mountains or whatever you know go and enjoy the you know because it's it's amazing just you know you don't have to go that far out of Melbourne to be in beautiful scenery it's it's amazing like I am I Worked in Hepburn Shire for you know that, and you've got the when I was living in Australia, I was living in Melbourne, but I worked for Hepburn Shire Shire Council when I was there. And it's just like what a beautiful town, and like all the springs, and like there's all these great little spots all around. Yeah, I really miss you know, you can probably tell I really miss living uh, in Victoria,
2: (laughs) and now you're moving even further.
0: Yeah. Gareth's quite a nomadic, you know, presence. Yeah, he's, uh, he's everywhere. He's there so. and everywhere, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, you know, just, just speaking about sort of, like, regional, it's just, and, you know, Australia, it's amazing how much, even just since 2017, 2018 when I was there, like, how much more wrestling there seems to be, like, in Australia. Yeah, it's definitely popped up. Even in Melbourne itself, the fact that, you know, this year you had – there was two shows running the same night that you worked both of like i think that yeah <laughs> i can't imagine that that just doesn't seem like a realistic thing to me just back in 2017 2018 like it's great that it's obviously gone from strength to strength the fact that you could have two promotions running in the same city on the same night and still be successful
2: yeah exactly yeah um i think like back then like mcw was like the main promotion yeah. and normally that was like the place everyone to be but now like there's so many like places to work um that yeah, um, there's just more
1: opportunities. Yeah, what do you attribute that to?
2: Um, I actually don't know. Um, I haven't thought of. Yeah, I don't just, know. Just people being mad
1: for it. just people being mad for wrestling.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier about um being from the Philippines, and uh, I read in that interview, although I don't think it's on your cage match. So shame on cage match. Um, that <laughs> you wrestled in the Philippines. Um, yeah, I did. When was that? Sorry
2: that was in 2018 um yeah I'm I'm born in Australia but my parent my family is Filipino so we were there for a family trip and I didn't think there would be wrestling there but there was so um yeah um it was um the promotion was PWR um wrestled over there and it was it's a great setup um they had like a great um they have a great production they had a great venue the house was full they had passionate fans filipinos are crazy though like they get really passionate um and yeah they they welcomed me and even like um one of the wrestlers there was saying like they were asking about when i'm gonna come back i'm like you remember Ah. me from then like and like i didn't realize that that's like five years ago as well which is horrifying but yeah wow, that was yeah. that was great it was very hot though oh my god the weather there it's insane
0: <laughs> that must be hard to wrestle in i'd imagine
2: yeah yeah it was really hot and the yeah the it was during the day as well from Oof. memory so yeah ah. it would have been rough
0: interesting so do you, do you have any plans to go back
2: i'd love to um but not like nothing in the works or anything like that but yeah definitely would love to
0: It was interesting talking to Amman about wrestling in Malaysia. And he was saying that there's definitely something bubbling in sort of Southeast Asia more generally, you know, and there's a a couple of promotions in the Philippines, I think, as well. uh, Indonesia, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam. So it does feel like there's definitely something coming together. Do you think there could be a bit more of a pathway between those countries in Southeast Asia and the Australian scene, which is probably... Yeah, aside from Japan is like the biggest booming booming scene in the region.
2: Yeah, I think so. I um yeah, I definitely think so. And I think even um Emmons um trained from BP Color Canon, he he does like online um like Zoom classes with them and stuff like that. So it'd be great if we had like some sort of system where like some of them come over to us, we come over to them, like that would be really cool. And I'm sure like, yeah, no one would be like against like like, traveling or any like that, like, you can get, like, a nice trip out of it, too. Um,
0: yeah. Very cool. And I suppose we we should round up to, you know, talking about people coming over with GCW coming over. I mean, you've got some, like, you've crazy... You've got
1: competition coming yeah, your way. Yeah, things <laughs> good
0: matches coming up. Um, yeah. yeah well, you're defending your title. Um, You've got the singles with Maki Ito. You've got the three-way with uh, Steph Delanda and um, Elena Cross. I mean, I think you've you got you've still got a free night at the second as yeah. well. So um, let's start there. Assuming you've still got a, th- a free night and you haven't been booked up for something, who would you <laughs> who would you ideally like to wrestle on that on that third show?
2: Um, who's there? I guess. Well, Ali Cash will be there, so that'd be like cool to have. But I, I don't know if she hasn't mentioned that Brisbane show yet. Um, yeah.
1: I think that would be a. It really would cool. Yeah, that'd be a fun. It'll be fun, just, just because of the the kind of characters you both are as yeah. well. like yeah. it'd be a really great, uh, you know, head to head there. So Definitely. fingers crossed.
0: The Maki Ito one's crazy, like because that you know that carries <laughs> you know so much weight because she's so popular. You know, not just <laughs> yes. in Japan but everywhere. I mean, have you have you already started getting some interaction from the the Ito respect army?
2: <laughs> um, not yet, but I'm sure I will. On the night, because it's <laughs> I, I like the challenge that she's called the Iron Head, and that I like to hit people over the head with a champagne bottle. So if that works out for me, I'll be interested to so yeah. see what comes to me after that.
1: It's gonna be the unstoppable force versus the immovable object.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yeah I think that's, that's gonna be a good one you know she's she's a lot of fun like we've spoken to her in the past on the show as well mm-hmm. um yeah she's she's fantastic um you know uh, did you follow like tokyo joshi pro or any of the like japanese uh promotions yourself
2: uh mainly stardom no not so much recently but yeah definitely used to um follow stardom quite
1: a bit
0: hell of a promotion yeah so just to to wrap things up then so where do you see yourself in like five years or you know what's the if you could write it yourself where would you be
2: um I definitely would like to be signed um which is like why the reasons like I went to America I got the training um like I'm working really hard going to the gym trying to look my best like eating well and stuff like that like everything every day I'm putting in the effort to make that goal so yeah five years yeah
1: i think it can happen seems super realistic to me you know i would say yeah. so as well
0: and appreciate it, it. i think you, the, the only thing for you to consider is that you know you you currently have what i would argue is the best theme song in wrestling so we need to make <laughs> sure wherever you get signed it's going to be someone willing to foot the bill for that one so <laughs> yeah we don't, we don't want to lose that um yeah. all right um last one before you go if you you We've done five year five year plan, but who would be the dream opponent if you could pick from anybody?
2: Uh Mercedes Meno. She's yeah, always number
0: one. Nice, oh, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah, that's a perfect one character wise as well, isn't it? That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. This yeah. has been really, really thank great. You.
1: Anything you'd like to plug?
2: Um, I guess I'll just plug socials. Um, Twitter is. I don't remember. Oh, Asha. <laughs> FCB and then uh Instagram is Asia.fcb. Uh, that's where you can find me.
1: Perfect. I'll pop those in the show notes so people can find you nice and easily.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Asia. And I look forward to these shows yeah. with Renegades and GCW. Cannot wait.
1: Yeah, you're going to smash it.
0: Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: we're back. Woo! And that was First Class Asia.
0: And a first class interview as well. Just a, a really fun, easy conversation and somebody that clearly puts an awful lot of her energy into mm. pro wrestling and you know the the there's, various blocks that are required to construct a pro wrestler.
1: There's a lot of brain power going into it. You know, she's she you can see that, you know, the cogs are constantly turning with her. She's not on her laurels. She's really kind of thinking about what she can do to improve, you know, what you know, I just think that's really wonderful to see.
0: Yeah, and it, I think as well because of that, it makes me all the more interested to follow her career because yeah. in five What's years next? that character is going to feel so different. I'm I'm almost certain mm-hmm. of that because mm-hmm. you know she seems very plugged into the idea of you know concentrating on character and evolving yeah. it and you know evolving her game. So you know the the Asia of 2023, which is already a very very good version, is likely to be you know a, a complete you're going to see a sea change in yeah. five years I'm almost certain of that
1: I think it, it ties back a little bit to the conversation we were having with with Dan uh three episodes ago um you know Dan Reed from Eve and sort of character and yeah I think you know it, that if you haven't listened to that one then that's maybe a good sort of companion piece uh to this chat actually yeah that's
0: a really really good point yeah I was I, I did think that as well when when Aisha was saying oh, I've got a bit of a backstory I was like oh yeah. wow I know somebody she, who's like this yeah this yeah, is, yeah yeah but that's I think as well this is what you it's kind of certainly from my taste this is what I kind of that's what I want to hear like oh amazing okay like
1: you're you're kind of ticking all my boxes as a wrestling fan yeah
0: yeah so that was very cool and then you know she she's excellent in the ring as well but this yeah I don't mean to harp on about it but this Makito match I'm super excited for really intrigued to see and also you know what doors that may open as well absolutely that would be really interesting she's somebody that I I get the sense is is quite focused on america but if the opportunity arose i would love to see her wrestle in japan yeah i think um she'd be she'd be a she, really good fit for fit a and, fit great. Yeah, yeah just about anywhere good stuff all right this has uh, been a fun one really fun to get these two interviews done actually yeah um, well really and just, enjoyable.
1: just fun to be properly fully back on the horse that is the the wrestling podcast after, after a uh weird long strange trip that 2023 has been thus far
0: Indeed. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. All right, folks, let us know what you thought about it. Um, We're on the socials at WrestlingPod. That's Wrestling Without the E. We're on Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us an email, WrestlingPod at gmail.com. WrestlingPod.com, again, Wrestling About the E. It has all the links you can need. You can find my personal Twitter, Gareth's personal Twitter. You can find Uh, all the various podcast platforms that uh, you can listen to us on. And indeed, if possible, if you'd be so kind as to leave us a rating or a review, that would be a massive help. So thank you very much.
1: It goes a long way to get us, you know, popping up in other people's feeds and being a bit more visible out there. So, you know, we can hopefully attract new listeners, which kind of keeps the podcast rolling along.
0: Yeah. And particularly now that the Twitter algorithm has changed so dramatically, it's it's much, much harder um, to get that reach now. So being able to pop up in different areas of the internet would, is no uh, has become ever more valuable. So yeah. there you go. Um, um,
1: the other thing on uh, on our website there, wrestlingpod.com, you can get the links to both uh, our Kofi fi and uh, Patreon. These are platforms where you can give a little donation to the to the podcast. Kofi is mainly for kind of one-offs, but uh, Patreon, you can give a monthly reoccurring amount, which helps to keep the lights on here at Wrestling Pod Towers, pays for translation services when we speak to non-English speaking wrestlers, it pays for the podcast hosting, um, it pays for shows for us to watch and review, all that good stuff, you know, and there are rewards if you donate uh, on on patreon you know starting off as low as i think two two pounds a month and going all the way you know going right up there but uh you know you can get rewards such as access to our patreon backer exclusive discord server you can get written articles from liam you know right at the top end of the spectrum you can even curate what we talk about on the podcast so do have a little look see if there's anything there that grabs your fancy and we'd be eternally grateful you know no matter what you give it it goes a long way to kind of keeping us chugging along
0: oh yeah no well said all right friends that wraps us up for this week hope you've enjoyed it and look forward to speaking to you again very very soon in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the graphs.